Hello and welcome to Light Body Healing. And I'm your host, Dr. Lara May. And today I have with me Dr. Sandra Shore, and she is an auric field consultant and expert. And she uses her skill of reading the human aura to help purpose driven entrepreneurs and professionals create more fulfillment by honoring the true needs of their soul. As the founder and owner of Aura Power, she has worked with numerous clients from across multiple industries to achieve newfound clarity, align with their deeper purpose, and create more success and fulfillment. By reading her clients' auras, she has helped many see their lives and businesses in a different light that is more aligned with their soul. Having developed this skill in a private practice as as a chiropractor, she now uses this gift to help her clients break through subconscious blocks, creating more success and fulfillment in their lives and their business. Welcome, welcome. It's so good to talk to you again. How are you? Oh, it's great to be here, Dr. Lara. Wonderful. (laughs) Yeah, so let's just jump right in. First, I want to get started with your story and how you sort of grew from chiropractor into this auric expert. Mm -hmm. Well, what started happening when I was a chiropractor was I started seeing, I really, I really had a very strong intention to understand what was going on emotionally with my clients, because I always believed that the emotions and the body were very intertwined and the subconscious mind very intertwined. So I had this very strong desire to understand that. So I um, actually took some training from a very gifted clairvoyant who taught me how to kind of pick up on energy in people's in people's fields and what started happening when I when clients would come in to my chiropractic office is I started to see images around their bodies and the images would give me information about what was going on with them on a subconscious level usually with some kind of inner conflict they were trying to resolve or just some issue that was really up for them in their life and by talking about the picture, it would give them insight into what they were really thinking and feeling and, and really kind of help understand themselves and their inner drives and motivations. And then one day the image is, I no longer saw images. The images just all of a sudden turned to colors. And this client came in and I just saw these blobs of color around his body. And I was like, wow, what's this? And I just tuned in with my intuition to what the color was trying to tell me and just went with it. And it turned out to be actually a lot um, more uh, cut and dried way of understanding the person's thoughts and feelings because the colors are almost like a visual map of the subconscious mind and where they are located in the field gives very specific information about what's going on subconsciously. So it actually made it a lot easier to interpret somebody's field using the color, using seeing the aura directly rather than seeing the images, which is kind of an intermediary, intermediary I would say, you know, mm-hmm. to, to get any information. So that's how it's all started. Cool. So yeah. let's go straight from mm-hmm. that into a little bit more specifically, what is the aura? And I've I've read that there are different layers to it too. So can you kind of explain that to us? Yes, yes. The aura has, depending on who you talk to, the aura has different layers. There's some people say seven, some people say 12. The, The layer that I read is the emotional body and it contains all the thoughts and feelings of the person in that moment. So depending on whatever they're thinking about, 
I will see uh, the colors that are representing those thoughts and feelings in their aura, in the pattern that I'm seeing in their aura. There's also the etheric layer, which is the layer that um, acupuncturists manipulate, and that's the one that's closest to the body. So that one relates directly to what's going on physically with the person. And then the, as the layers go more externally, they become more spiritual. There's the mental layers, spiritual layer. There's other layers outside of that. I think the astral body, but the, the layer that I read and that I'm most familiar with is the emotional body. Oh, okay. And so you said that you, that when you read that this emotional layer is showing you what the person is thinking in the moment itself, or because I know part of your work too, is sort of excavating what people have stored in this emotional layer too. So what, I guess, um, how do you know what's present a feeling versus what's been stored, uh, over time? Oh, that's a very good question. So when I'm looking at someone's aura, what I'll see is a pattern of colors. And those colors will tell me the thoughts and feelings, but also the beliefs. So for example, I mean, the best way to illustrate it is an example. Mm-hmm. So if I'm looking at someone's aura and, and they're thinking, I, so how I do it is I have the client focus on whatever issue they want clarity around, Mm. whatever challenge or issue they want clarity around and have them think about that specific thing while I look at their field. Because whatever I'm seeing in their field will be directly related to that. Okay. So Yes. So if they're thinking about, for instance, someone's thinking about, oh, I've I've got to go out and do this talk, right? And they really want to talk from their soul. They want to communicate their truth, the, the wisdom, their higher wisdom. It's really coming from this heart-based, soul-based level. What I might see is blue in their throat. But depending on how challenged they feel about being able to do that, it, the more challenged they feel, the darker that blue will be. Mm-hmm. So if that person is totally in the zone about in and being able to, about being able to channel their wisdom, channel their truth, communicate their higher truth, that throat chakra will be a bright blue or even a light blue. Light blue is when we're channeling higher guidance. We're really connected to our higher guidance and we're just expressing that out into mm-hmm. the world. But if that person has dark blue when they're thinking about that talk, that means they're trying to kick out some kind of programming that told them they need to communicate this way, they need to use their will this way because the, they need to have there. It's like these shoulds mm-hmm. are controlling them that are saying, mm-hmm. this is the only right, right way to do it. And your way is the wrong way. You've got to do it this way. So it's authority energy that's lodged in their throat. That's con- that's making them conflicted about connecting to their inner authority not that external authority that said no this is the truth this is your truth Mm -hmm. they need to separate from that so they can really communicate their wisdom what they're here to share with the world not what they were taught that isn't Mm -hmm. necessarily their truth you you know that's the program right oh that's so cool so and how would how do you take someone through that a clearing like that or a healing or a reconciliation, like whatever word. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, um, well, when I look at their field, usually when I'm looking at someone's field, they'll have dark blue, they'll have other colors as well, besides the dark blue. But Mm -hmm. for example, if we're just clearing the dark blue, what I would have them do is do a clearing, an energy healing exercise to clear out that programming. So it would be like, I can speak my truth, share my wisdom with the world and enlighten people around me or something like that. Mm -hmm. And we would we would install that new belief in their energy system using tapping. I use EFT, I use tapping. Oh, okay, cool. So we would go through the points and have them affirm that while they're tapping through all the points. And then after we would do that, uh, this is how I do a session. I would have them think about, okay, now think about doing that talk. And we would look at their field again and see what colors pop out. Because usually when someone's working on a big issue, there's three or four layers of programming and beliefs we need to clear. So I'd have them think about it again, and they might have like dark red in their third chakra, Mm -hmm. which is the power center, which and dark red. And I see this all the time with women. There's a lot of blocks in the power center because women are programmed that it's not okay for them to be powerful, right? We get a lot of programming. Men are supposed to be the powerful ones. We're the support people in the background. We're not supposed to be leaders, blah, 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 blah. So when you're out there and you're doing public speaking, you are a leader, you are stepping into your power. It could trigger the power center in a woman. In dark Mm -hmm. red, I mean, I'm just, this is just what's coming to me in the moment, Mm -hmm. obviously. If dark red is a inner conflict around being safe, doing that thing that your soul wants you to do. So in the power center, it's like the soul, the woman's soul, I'm saying a woman because it's just, I work with a lot of women. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The woman's soul is saying, we want you to be powerful in this way. We want you to step into your power. We want you to shine your light. But the programming that she got, that I believe all women have got, is then, no, you can't do that. You're supposed to be in the background. You're not supposed to be speaking your truth. You're not supposed to be, you know, a, a... mover and shaker whatever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that she has to resolve that conflict so we would do some clearing around that yes like, you know yeah that's so true so many layers uh are you know everything is so intricate and you know it's interesting you know like you said like some of it is ingrained from family you know contracts if you even want to call them that and then other things are cultural that you bring in from like school and church or whatever part of the world you're raised in. And so, yes, it's definitely, I think it's beautiful, but at the same time, I just, I think it's, it can be such an awakening for people too to realize that, oh, you know, especially because the, these things keep us in cycles and patterns. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know this is one of the things that you, that you do with your clients is you help break them free from their cycles and patterns. And so, um, do you, could you say that there's a certain amount of, um, I don't know, like sessions or time commitment or, or is it really up to like the person's like willingness and their openness and in terms of like how fast some of this can shift? Like what, what has your been, what is your experience been with seeing those shifts and how fast yeah, they can Well, happen? it varies a lot, obviously, yeah. <laughs> from person to person, <laughs> depending on the issue, like if someone who had, was severely abused as a child 
and is trying to work through, you know, stepping into their power as a leader. I mean, they obviously have to work through a lot of stuff as mm-hmm. opposed to someone who had a really supportive upbringing and they just want to, I don't know, you know, lose lose a few pounds or something, yeah. you know, or just, you know. So it really depends on the person and the issue. And um, and there is definitely an element of willingness. That That's an interesting that's a whole uh, another issue that is a kind of a miss. I really, at this point in my life, find to be still a mystery that mm-hmm. some people re- on the surface seem willing, but on the, there really does seem like a part of them that really isn't comfortable with making the change and, and is resisting it. Mm-hmm. So, and what I find is those clients, because when we get into what's creating the resistance, if they're really resistant, they'll just drop out because they don't want to go into that. And I, I don't see that so much now, but I saw that a lot when I was a healthcare practitioner, mm-hmm. when we would dive into the issues that were making them want to stay in that cycle of illness, that because they were getting some kind of um, positive feedback for, for being, uh, you know, having a chronic illness, once we would get into those issues, it got too uncomfortable and they would, they would not want to continue it. Right. I don't see that so much anymore with with because most of my clients are entrepreneurs, they're professionals, they Mm want to get ahead and they're mostly aligned with that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're really they're really ready. And I think a lot of times too, people get to the point, hopefully, where they're willing to do literally whatever it takes you know? Oh yeah. Um, oh, that's know. when people make huge breakthroughs. I mean, yes. that, that's the key right there being willing to do whatever it takes. Yeah. If everyone did that. I don't even think we would have, I think we'd all be out of a job. Actually, <laughs> all of us go to <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. That's one of the things that about my journey that I say, you know, I got to the point where I was just you know, unwilling to feel like crap anymore. I cared more about feeling good than anything else. And that was my primary focus. And it's funny how that has, has showed itself in my life at different points, but that's really when the big shifts have happened because then as humans, we're willing to, like you said, step into our power because we are all powerful creators. And when we're ready to say, okay, I'm going to be an action taker. I'm going to be honest with myself. I think that's the other thing when you were talking about how, when we were talking about the willingness and how it is interesting when people seek out help, they seek out healing, even if, even if it's Western medicine, they're seeking out some sort of help, but they're used to this cycle. And in some ways that cycle gives them a sense of security. That you see, yeah, yeah, with health issues, that's that's the sticky part with the health issues because the programming that's wanting them to hang on to that health issue is usually really, really deep. Like I had recently had a client, and this this kind of blew my mind, who had been a client when I was a chiropractor, and she joined my current group program. And this came up for her, and it turned out she was going through all kinds of stuff, stay-at-home mom who hasn't worked for 13 years. And she kept saying, I don't know what I want. And she was clearly very stuck. And I felt like I couldn't help her. Well, it turned out that her mother had a life-changing illness when she was um, three years old. She had, her mother almost died when she was three years old. And the family, at, after that point, 
re kind of revolved around her mother because her mother was considered like, you know, woman who had mm -hmm. gone through this and the, her father wanted her, you know, to make sure that all the kids were very aware that mother needed to be. And so she picked up some programming. I really think this is going on that how you're powerful is your helpless. Mm. You know? And it, we yeah. really started to get touch on that. And she, after that, she was like, it was really, you know, it's hard to face. Yeah. Well, so what an could, awakening though. Yeah. You know, if you're willing awakening. to see it like from a perspective of love and, and sort of like remove yourself from the, the emotional um, ingrainment of it. Yes. Yeah. It was powerful. <laughs> it was very powerful when she saw that maybe that that was going on, mm -hmm. but she still needed to really work through that. And that, that was still, it was still kind of tempting to stay in the pattern that she, cause she was being supported in it. By her mm -hmm. So that was the other thing, you know, so if there's a pattern that's being supported mm -hmm. by a family member that if they change, then the family member will somehow, cause maybe the husband wants to be needed and he likes her being dependent. I mean, you know, sometimes there's all these tentacles that have to be oh, yeah. kind of pulled out. <laughs> yeah. And especially in a family <laughs> dynamic, you know, whether it's, you know, with a spouse or another person, person in your family. Um, I was working with a client recently who had a, a child, a sibling, but a child in the family dynamic that needed a lot of support growing up, but the parents never uh, weaned that support away. And so it continued into um, extended adulthood, but it created this dynamic where the other siblings in the family felt uh, um, almost abandoned and neglected. And so it was just really interesting. Like you said, um, you know, cause you and I do similar work, but just in totally different ways, <laughs> but yeah, we're like really helping our clients see it from the bird's eye view. And from that objective perspective where we sort of see each each aspect is almost like a soul contract that it's not personal. Like it, it feels personal when you're in it and going through it for sure. But in order to really heal and grow past it, you, I feel like we all have to get in. Cause I say we, cause it happens to all of us in some way, shape or form at some point. And so maybe that's part of like our life contract as a human is to learn how to grow past these situations, see the other people and the and the person with love and compassion. But then, like you said earlier, step into your power and really decide like, what are your boundaries going to be? What, what are you going to say, you know, lovingly no to, or, you know, allow into your energetic field. And I think all this is also a journey of empower, like re-empowerment and reawakening. Cause I think we're all born into this life with this, but it, like you said, it's so it's conditioned out of us. Exactly. And that's, Usually what I see, like this client was very unusual. I don't usually attract clients like that. And that's one reason I've chosen to leave the health field because I mm. think there is so much stuff going on when someone has a chronic illness. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to work with people who were really ready to make the big changes and really yeah. ready to embrace that. And we're already kind of moving in that direction. That just, it's just who I resonate with the most. So when she came in and, and we were working on that level, it was really like unusual for me to have that. Mm -hmm. But because usually the clearing is 
it's pretty instant and the person wants to move forward and they're liberated and there isn't a conflict about moving forward. It was almost like she still had a conflict about mm-hmm. moving forward and empowering herself because empowering herself on one level would be mean lo- losing someone's love in a certain way on mm-hmm. another level right? because of that programming. That's what, what made it really uh, complicated. Yes. And I like that you said, like, um, well, you brought, I like that you brought the love into, because, you know, in these dynamics we see and, you know, what happens over time. So this is, and I love Joe Dispenza says, we know more about the past than obviously we do about the present. And we bring their past into the future and the present, because that's what we know. And so, we, when we have this experience or this pattern of, oh, I get my power or I get my love in this dynamic, even though it's disempowering and it keeps me where I really don't want to be, that's what I know. So that's where I'm going to stay. I'm going to keep using that. Um, So it's really, I think it's really magical and powerful when our clients come to us and even if they're not sure, but they decide you know, that's another word that I love. They decide because once you decide, then you have, you know, said to yourself in the universe, all right, I'm ready for change. I'm willing for something to change. Well, it's a dance because I, the other, on the other hand, (laughs) for them to be able to decide they need to remove enough of that programming. You know, like, I really believe with this woman, if we removed enough of that programming that was keeping her stuck in that power dynamic mm-hmm. love dynamic that wasn't healthy she would have been able to break, break out of it but you know it's a yeah. matter of what you know going going there and just staying the course it's not even like that's how I see it it's it's almost like how much do you want it I guess we're talking about the same thing how much do you want it yeah you but know, I you, think the oh, desire I- has to outweigh Mm-hmm. Whatever is that block is the desire for change has to outweigh the desire to stay the same. And most yes. of all my clients that come to me have that. So this, that's why I was like, Oh, this is, this is unusual. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so in, um, with the programming, are there aspects of our programming that we don't store or is it, can some of it come from external sources and we're not aware of it? Like how much of it is us and yeah. our free will, even if it's subconscious free will versus, um, like an outside influence influencing that aura and that, and that energetic storage there. Well, I, I don't even know how to answer the question. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Maybe that's a big I have no, no idea. <laughs> some of it's from our family. Some of it's from our culture, you know? Some of it can be, I think, I think some of it can even be in the womb. I really believe some of it can even maybe be past lives. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, all I know is when I see it, I can see what the pattern is and I can talk about it in a fairly specific way. And it doesn't matter where actually where it came from. What's important is that the person becomes aware that being run by this certain limiting belief. And as soon as they get that on an emotional level, it's like, wow, the light bulb goes on. And that's the power of it. It's awareness. And they, mm. they're, they're no longer unconscious mm-hmm. in that unconscious pattern because now they're aware of it. And just that alone, even before we do the energy work, 
a lot of times is enough to create the big shift. And then mm-hmm. the energy work just reinforces that new, healthier, more soul aligned way of being in the world. Gotcha. Yeah. That's so cool. So yeah. what, how else is the aura important for our success and fulfillment? Give us maybe well, some, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So the more aligned we are with our soul, the brighter our aura is the more, the more we're able to radiate our energy out into the world in a healthy way so that we connect to those people and things and opportunities that support us on a soul level. When we're being controlled by our programming, our aura literally gets dark. We literally become less visible to people who could support us on a soul level. It's almost like they can't see us so they can't find us Mm. because we Mm -hmm. are literally like hiding our light under a bushel i mean that literally is what's going on when we have a lot of programming controlling our thoughts decisions and actions our light dims Mm -hmm. so the more we clear that programming those limiting beliefs those you know negative negative emotions i don't like to use that term but limiting emotions Mm -hmm. out of our field the brighter our field becomes and the more aligned we are, the more aligned we are with our soul and the more we're able to radiate our truth, our wisdom out into the world where people can see us, find us, connect to us. And that's what creates fulfillment. You know, life is really about relationships and being able to connect to people who resonate with us on our soul level. I talk about you know, I think of it as your soul tribe, the more Mm -hmm. you shine your light, the more that soul tribe can find us and connect with us and support us in, in what we're here to do in the world. I believe we all incarnate, we all have certain gifts that we're here to share. And the more we're able to stand in our power and radiate that light out into the world, that wisdom, the more we'll be able to fulfill our highest destiny and connect with all those people who were here to serve. Yes. So do you, then the, maybe this might be another, I'm not sure question, or I don't know if anyone knows the answer, but when we, so you said that the, when we clear uh, these patterns and programming, the light comes in. So does the light come in naturally or do we need to call it in with intention or is it a combination of both? It just happens Um, when I uh, work with someone and I tell them what's happening, you know, what the beliefs are. I mean, I discuss it with them. I don't tell, well, I tell them what I'm saying and then we talk about how Mm -hmm. it's relating to their life. When we do the clearing, when I'm talking about it, the aura doesn't usually brighten up. It's not until we do the energy healing and we really install that new belief, that new expanded sense of self into their nervous system, that their light brightens. And it literally brightens. I mean, it's really, it just blows my mind because like to see, wow, you just got really bright. (laughs) And it just, you know, I never get tired of it. It's just, it's fascinating. Cool. It's almost like maybe like a weight is lifted and it allows that like- Well, it's like their soul has been hidden. Oh yeah. Okay. You know, yeah, like a curtain soul, is really, drawn you know, back. They talk about love and light. Really, our soul is our light. I mean, it's they say it's a metaphor. It's really true. It's like the more our light is, the more we embody our soul, the more our soul is able to radiate out of us 
the brighter we are. It's we are sharing the light. We are embodying the light. We are we are sharing the light because we're allowing that the soul because that soul our soul is really our the spark spark of God. Mm-hmm. It's the divine. Yes, it's the light. Yeah, I mean source light. It really is. It's absolutely true. I mean, it's not, I wouldn't even say it's a metaphor. No, yeah, I I agree with you. I am totally, yeah, in total agreement with that. Um, So in some, so this is also too, I think, how we can, you know, create this uh, link with the concept of manifestation and, you know, back, I forget, was it like the nineties when the secret came out or the early two thousands, I can't remember, you know, but I think it was 2000, something like that. Right. Yeah. But then, you know, people are like, well, this doesn't really work. I don't understand. And so Mm -hmm. I think, Mm -hmm. and you know, and uh, all of we light workers are bringing like more light to this and more understanding is that when our light is bigger and brighter and not shrouded or um, clogged or blocked, then energetically speaking, then we're really able to attract what we want in our lives. And so whether it's a love, uh, you know, a soulmate, uh, you know, a love relationship or a friend relationship or a job or career or whatever it is, then I think, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is sort of that connection to that actual manifestation and that the missing link is the light. The, the light is, um, it's like the, the, the brighter we become, the higher our energy is, you could say, is, is vibrating. It's mm-hmm. almost like our vibration just went up another notch. And whenever we're wanting to manifest something, that thing usually is like, usually it's something like, oh, I want, I don't know, a new house, or it's something that is on a level that when we think about it, feels beyond us, right? It feels like it's up here and we're down there, literally. But when we work on ourselves and remove all those limiting beliefs and our, our light gets brighter, our energy starts to resonate at a higher level and in when we keep working ourselves to the point where we're at that level where that thing is already vibrating we're matching the vibrational resonance of that thing and it's like we have just we've just up leveled our energy so it's moved into this dimension where that thing already exists in our life. Mm-hmm. And when we're there, it shows up because we are there energetically. You know, there's actually a theory in quantum physics. It's a parallel universe theory. And I actually, mm-hmm. I really ascribe to this theory. They talk mm-hmm. about this, the implicate order and the explicate order and the implicate order is the order that we don't see in this dimension, but it's what's creating everything on the etheric, on the, on the, on the vibrational level. So it's like when we up-level our energy, it's like we've shifted into that etheric domain, or you could say the dimension that relates to that etheric domain, where that thing is going to manifest. We've matched that, we've moved into that universe where that thing exists energetically. And so we're there and it shows up 
because we yeah. matched it energetically. Yes. So we have to raise our vibration to match that because that's already there and it's already happening. So we just have to get, and I say, again, we as humans in general, I have to have to get in a practice <laughs> of raising that vibration yeah. And then also like not allowing ourselves to be lowered by all the other stuff happening. Right. Is that what, well, well, um, if you use, I recommend, I, I created this aura deck that's based on my work with the energy field. And this is what I work. I have my clients use on a regular basis, on a daily basis to just keep raising the vibration, raising the vibration, raising the vibration, because you're, there's always going to be stuff. There's always going to be stuff. If we don't, if we don't keep um, working on being in alignment with what we want, the stuff that comes in is going to challenge us and trigger us. And we need to work through that somehow. If we don't, if we just say, oh, forget it, this is too overwhelming, I'm not even going to try, then we get stuck in. So we have to be really conscious and aware that we have to continually keep you know, moving towards what we want and mm-hmm. being continually aligning ourselves with what we want. We can't just stop and all of a sudden, oh, I'm here already. We're never there. You know, it's, it never ends. The work never ends really. But I, work. yeah. And I think that's, I, I think because I love spiritual work so much, I think that's fun. <laughs> Even though sometimes it is challenging. I'm not saying it's all, you know, sunshine and rainbows all the time, but <laughs> But, you know, I love doing that work and having those breakthroughs and those aha moments and the, the feeling of that alignment, uh, when I'm finally ready to release and let go of something forever, because it just, I, I understand that it just doesn't serve me anymore. Yeah. I love seeing that with my clients too, where it just clicks. And, um, and I know you see this a lot too. And yeah, if someone continues, continually work, works on themselves, because it is work, I mean, you have to do, you have to do the process, even though it can be enjoyable work, I still call it work, (laughs) because it does take commitment to do it. Um, Then, you know, everything just continually keeps opening up, because we're just moving to hot to higher and higher levels of, you know, energy whatever you want to call that vibration, resonance, light, Mm -hmm. alignment with the divine, whatever you want to call that. But, but it does, it is a continual process. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it is fun. I mean, I think it's fun too. I mean, that's why we do what we do probably. And Mm -hmm. the people who are aligned with it, I think also think it's fun. Like my clients love this work. It is, it is fun because it feels so good to let go of stuff that does, that's holding you back and limits you. I mean, it just, you just feel liberated. You feel free. You feel empowered. You feel energized. You feel confident. You feel motivated. I mean, it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. And I think once you get into sort of a rhythm or, a, or a, a, a habit, a pattern, a good habit and pattern of doing this work, then even when the lower vibration stuff comes up, you're able to, um, almost automatically, uh, hopefully like just go right into the questions. And so this is something that, that I wanted to, um, that you mentioned earlier that I want to bring back up is, and I think this is such a powerful tool that even I've had to learn over the years is to ask questions, you know, ask, tune into your higher self and your guides and, you know, say like, 
is this something that I need to know all the details of, or can I just easily and effortlessly clear it right now, you know, with light or tapping or, you know, whatever tools it is, you know, like, I think that's sort of a misnomer that we don't necessarily have to relive certain things in order to clear them. Right. No, oh no, definitely. Yeah. No, yeah. And that, that's a very good point of tuning into your guidance. I think it's really, really important to tune into our guidance and ask, you know, what is, what's important here? And please show me what I need to know. You know, it's just really having that intent, strong intention to stay connected to our guardian angels and mm-hmm. call those guides. Mm-hmm. I think that's very powerful. Yeah. That's one of the things that I do on a daily basis. And sometimes especially if I get thrown off or, you know, out of whack, I multiple times a day as I, and as I retune in, I connect to the light. And this is something that um, I was taught by one of my teachers is to do it every hour on the hour, especially when you're new to it. Um, But if you do that, then eventually you'll, you're like you said before, your vibration will naturally be elevated and more connected, but then you are more aware of when you're sort of thrown out and then you will more quickly come back. And, um, you know, it's because it's not about being perfect or in a hundred percent alignment all the time, because we're human and that's just not how, you know, life on earth works. It's a, it's a realm of polarity, but we are energetic beings connected to source at all times if we choose to be. And so, like you said earlier, it's a dance. And there's our free will. And we just have to uh, remember to make those choices that empower us. As much as we can. Yeah. I mean, I know when I get thrown off, something happens, I thrown off, I immediately just grab my Orajek and just clean out and all the limiting beliefs that are coming into my head. And usually in about 20 minutes, I'm totally through on the other side of it. If it's something heavy, it might take a day or two, if it's something mm-hmm. heavy, but it's usually really fast because it's just getting that stuff. It's almost like when something happens, I mean, this is really what I believe happens when something happens in the external world that triggers us emotionally. It's really triggering some limiting belief that we have about ourselves. We can't do it. We're not good enough. We don't deserve it. We're not smart enough. We're not powerful enough. Blah blah blah. That's the stuff that gets triggered. You mm-hmm. know, like, like you look at the politics, the new. I mean, which I used to. I mean, the past year, politics would trigger me like really big time. What was mm-hmm. going on politically, and I had to keep clearing myself because it was triggering in me some beliefs that I wasn't powerful enough. I couldn't make an impact on the world when all this, this negativity was going on. It's too much. It was overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I really went through a very dark period, but I went through and I cleared all that. And now I feel like, wow, super powerful. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it really, it really was, you know, w- w- th- when these bad things happen, it's really like, obstacle equals opportunity it's there as an opportunity for us to clear these these deeper programs that we didn't even know were there that Mm -hmm. was sapping our life force energy and our light yes it's almost a good thing when something triggers us it is because we're forced to clear clear ourselves on a deeper level and raise our energy even higher yeah because if we're committed to feeling good as good as we can all the time then when something triggers us and we notice it, then 
you know, in that awareness, we can say, okay, what is this? Where did it come from? When and where did I pick it up? When and where did I decide that this was a pattern that I needed to repeat or that a pattern that I think keeps me safe, but really doesn't, you know, then it, it encourages us to start asking the questions. And then I feel like that's where that clearing and that empowerment and that opening, uh, can really happen as when we, you know, infuse that curiosity into the triggers. Right. Yeah. I t- to use a level that's much more, um, a practice that's a little bit more simplified because mm. I really believe most people cannot figure out where stuff comes from. You know, it's usually mm-hmm. too deep. I mean, mm-hmm. that's why I work with the aura because most people have no idea where, why they're feeling this way or that way. Mm-hmm. So I have them focus on their feelings and clear the, the emotions out of the mm-hmm. body and then clear the emotions. The, pro, the, pro, the limiting belief bubbles up. Oh my God, I believe that about myself. It comes up afterwards. So it's sort of interesting. Oh, I do. And someone works like using the deck because mm-hmm. I'm not reading their field they have to clear themselves that I'm not there to read their colors they use the deck they clear out the emotion when you clear out the emotional charge which is what we're feeling when we get triggered we're all in this emotional charge zone you clear out the emotional charge and you get neutral and you feel emotionally neutral then you see oh my god this is what I was thinking and feeling and believing about myself or the world it just comes into awareness so it's different because i really i think it's very hard for people to really understand their own subconscious and oh it is yeah figure out where stuff comes from that's i think that's hard for a lot of people you know and so that's why i've tried to make it as simple as possible and and not have them have to figure it out with their minds because Mm -hmm. i think that can be very very hard to do Yeah. And I think that's why it's so powerful to work with another practitioner to help, um, open the sacred space, be the guide, um, and sort of hold that space too, for that person. So, um, tell us where people can find you and, and this wonderful card deck that you keep referring to. Oh, thank you. So my website is aurapowerful.com. And my card deck is on there for sale. Um, And I also have a group program that's starting November 3rd, where we read and clear the aura as a group. It's lots of fun. That starts November 3rd. That's also on my website. And that um, people can sign up for that there. You can also get a free consultation. If you want to chat with me, you can sign up for a free consultation on my website as well. Cool. How long? Uh, uh, And I also have a free Aura Power Toolkit, which helps you. It's kind of a mini version of the Aura Jack. Okay. Came up with the Aura Jack. It's kind of the precursor to that, and Mm -hmm. that's free. (laughs) That's on the homepage. Awesome. And how long is the group? The group program? How the group um, program is three months. Oh, okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. One group session every other week. Okay. All right. So all of these links will be, um, on the show notes page. And is there anything else that's any events coming up that you want to, um, uh, well, I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be on someone's show, but I don't even know how to give you the information for okay. that <laughs> on a okay. YouTube show. <laughs> I'm going to be reading and clear, reading people's auras live on, um, Laura Gailey's a new earth one, uh, 
YouTube show, but I don't even know how to give the links for that, unfortunately, or I would. Well, if I figure it out, I'll send it to you, Laura. You can put it in the notes. Okay. Sounds good. Um, Yeah. So everybody just go over to aurapowerful.com and you'll find all of the free tools and the session signups and the group program. It's all there. I've been over there myself and, and checked it out and clicked on all the links and fun stuff. And so just to um, finish up today, if you're interested in learning more about myself and my practice, head on over to drlaramay.com and there you will find a, um, I have a gut healing toolkit, which includes both physical and energetic tools to help you, um, heal your gut, which is really, we've talked this whole session about the aura, which is the outside of us, but the gut is that inner, that literally the core of, of a lot of where our health stems from. And so it's a super powerful free toolkit for you to download. And that will also get you on my email list so that you won't miss any events or any programs coming up. And I do have the Sacred Self uh, Whole Health Mastery Group Coaching Program. And that is a nine-month program where we incorporate functional medicine tools with energy medicine because you can do a lot with your physical body just there. But once you infuse the energetic tools and energetic healing with it, then that's when you get really powerful and long lasting shifts. So I look forward to seeing you all over there on my website, drlairdmay.com and on Dr. Sandra's website at aurapowerful.com. And thank you again for being with us. This was wonderful. And I look forward to having you back for another fun conversation. Yeah, I'd love to come back. Great. Thanks so much. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thanks, Lara. Bye-bye.